Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. We're going to kick off the offseason for us fat boys. I know it's still playoff time, but we're going to be kicking off our offseason uh, rookie breakdowns. Um, and I, we're going we're gonna to get right into quarterbacks. We're going to talk about some quarterbacks this week and then move on to some running backs, wide receivers, and then bring it back around. Um, anything you guys want to hear about or anything else make sure you guys hit us up on the facebook on fantasy holics or on the fat boys page uh we definitely would love to put out some uh uh listener content um bo you got anything to add before we jump into these quarterbacks yeah so brant for me too i, I want to say i know with the quarterbacks we're kind of starting with the cream of the crop and and uh we'll move on to some running backs next week and, and some wide receivers after that but uh, a lot of you guys already know about the cream of the crop guys but uh we do this for the general pop that doesn't know about those guys so if there's a if there's a lower tiered guy that you're interested in maybe you've got a, a five round or, or a six round or, or even just a four round uh rookie draft that you do for your dynasty leagues and stuff and there and there's some deep flyers that you want to hear us talk about or break down um these guys a little bit you know send us send us name um i think uh brant and i will probably do some of our favorite deep dives our own on our own anyway um but we'll probably stick to most of the top rated guys at each position just because that's what the most people want to talk about but i have no problem fitting in some of those um lesser known guys and, and kind of just um educating myself on them as well as others so i'm definitely looking forward to that um this is my favorite time of the year this is um where you separate yourself from everybody else as far as um dynasty leagues especially go and even redrafts you get a you get enough um information and looking at some of these young incoming guys that um, you may have a better feel for where these guys um going redraft as well as dynasty so um i know there's a lot of dynasty leagues that draft prior to the actual nfl draft um none of my three leagues uh do that none of my three dynasties do that ours are all after um the nfl drafts but it definitely helps you get a little uh better feel for where you want guys and and stuff based on landing spot for but for those drafts that um you, you don't get that luxury you want to know everything there is to know about these guys prior to that way yeah this guy's a a, a stud he's gonna he's gonna make it wherever he goes this guy's a dud he needs the right situation whatever so we're here to help with all all things um this this incoming rookie class so i'm excited for today um uh, Brian, I know you, you're excited too. I uh, typically don't get that excited over quarterbacks. But man, when I started diving in on this guy that I'm going to talk about today, I was just real, real, really into it. It may be because it's the first one of the offseason. I was just, you know, extremely gung-ho, ready to be back into the dynasty world after, you know, live start sits and all the other fun things that we did this year. But uh, I was definitely, it felt, felt very much back at home jumping into some film studies on this guy. So. Yeah, and this this offseason, it's going to come a little different for me. Um, last offseason, I had two or three first-round draft picks in our Dynasty Leagues, so I was really diving into, you know, early draft picks. This year, I pretty much sold the house for a championship run, which I did end up splitting. I have later picks, so I'll be diving a little deeper into these draft names um, than I did last year. That, and there's, there's a good chance uh, this fat boy is going to be down in Kansas City for the draft, so of course I want to be known on these guys' names as we're down there. And this is the first year in a long time that Seattle's had a top 10 pick. So uh, I'm ex really excited to uh, do some dives on these uh, players and actually look at some guys that will be coming into Seattle um, or that ha Seattle has a chance to get because we all know what Seattle's really going to do. We're going to trade out of the five spot and go, gra go grab like three or four tight ends with all those draft picks and hope that it works out for the best. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So I'm gonna. So Brent, you 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 want to kick us off, or you want me to go? I'll go ahead and kick us off real fast. Okay. Um, I got this. I got uh, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, um, finished uh, finished in the uh, national national semifinals this year for college football. Put up a heck of a game against uh, Georgia. Um, before Georgia went into the cakewalk of the national championship they had. Um, who would have thought, you know, you get a huge trophy and those beautiful rings, and it's probably the easiest game on your schedule. <laughs> so, C.J. Stroud. Not many people expected that. Yeah. So, C.J. Stroud, he's 21 years old. He's six foot three, 218 pounds. He has a rough 40 time, you know, going into college of 4.74. This guy is a top three quarterback in this draft. He's going to go inside the top 10 most likely in this draft. Um, there's a good chance you see him get pulled at the number five for a team that's coming up to get him. Um, he, I know he's up there with uh, with who you're going to talk about and then you know a couple other guys that we're also going to talk about later on. Um, but this guy, he's he's a leader. He he's he's a, he's a natural leader on his team. He's got strong pocket presence. He's got a great feel for for um, for the game for for how the game flows going. He's, he's amazing in the pocket. Um, he he he's he comes from a pro style offense in Ohio State University. Um, so I mean, he's athletic. He's not the most speedy type as scrambler. Uh, but he is very athletic. He's able to escape and you know, while staying in the in the pocket. He's got great accuracy. Um, he, he's got great accuracy overall. Your short routes, your deep routes, your medium routes. His accuracy is far and probably one of the best in this draft. Um, and so he's got great great accuracy. Those are some of his big positives. Um, but here's his weakness, and th- this could really hurt him to start his career. His footwork is needs a little work. He he. He relies too much on his tippy toes, so that's going to throw off a little bit of his accuracy and everything else there. Um, so that that's going to be a little bit for him, uh, rougher for him in the NFL. Uh, he's he's been surrounded by pro NFL caliber wide receivers, so he's had a lot of escape goats, as you may call them. I mean, let's look at some of these names: Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Marvin Jones, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Jackson Smith. I'm not even going to try the last name right now. <laughs> Jackson Smith and Jigba. So he's been surrounded by guys of that that are going to be amazing in the NFL or already have had amazing NFL careers. So this guy, this guy, he has had the bailout option. Um, he won't create a whole lot outside of the pocket. Um, he he's he's more of a pocket pocket passer, so it'll be a little rougher for him outside the pocket. But that's something that that can be taught. Um, and he's been inconsistent against heavy pass rushes, um, so that that'll be something that he will also have to work uh, work with. Um, as to, to sum him up, he's got great size, he's got great speed, he's got great strength, he's got great strength of an NFL caliber quarterback. It's definitely what you want to see when drafting a quarterback. Now, I know I talked about you know some of his uh, weaknesses um, of, of his accuracy or of, of, of being surrounded by pro wide receivers and not being able to create a whole lot outside of the pocket. But those are things that can really be worked upon. And he's also, he gets inconsistent against a heavy pass rush. Um, I know I've already hit on that once, but so when it comes down to where he goes, if he goes to a team such as I want to put out the Indianapolis Colts top 10, top 10 offensive line, um, when healthy, um, great running back, decent wide receivers there that would be a great spot for him because he's going to be behind a great offensive line 
and he's not going to have to struggle with as much of a pass rush there uh, at, at, with the Colts. And same with, honestly, in Carolina. Carolina's uh, offensive line has improved so much, too. And, I mean, he gets to go match up and get DJ Moore. So, I mean, he'll be able to have, you know, an elite wide out. In my mind, DJ Moore is still elite. Um, he needs to be a little more consistent, but we've seen his quarterback play. How can you be consistent? But, you know, Indy and Carolina, I think, are great fits for C.J. Stroud. I think he'll be able to start off very strong. I think that would be uh, great. Now, if he winds up somewhere... And I hate, I want to punch myself when I say this, but if he ends up somewhere like Seattle where he's struggling to stay in the pocket and he's scrambling and trying to make plays on the run, he's going to struggle early in the season. He's not going to be the greatest for redrafts. He will be a guy that you 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 draft and you put on your taxi squad and you wait for that line to develop in front of him. Um, uh, some other spots, I know uh, Atlanta, you guys probably aren't quite high enough to get him. Um, that would be another, you know, another spot where you could see them to be QB uh, needy. Uh, Houston's another one. If for some reason the Bears take uh, uh, a quarterback at number one, C.J. Stroud would be, you know, the number two guy there. Um, so I could see, you know, and, and Houston probably wouldn't be the greatest fit for him because you're not even sure what the wide receiver is going to be. So he's going to be based on his fit. If he goes to an Indy or a Carolina behind a good line, he'll be great for redraft leagues late in the draft. Use him as your second bye week quarterback, see what you got. Dynasty leagues, if he goes to any of those places, I think he'll be great for super flexes uh, to be your QB2. Anywhere else, you're almost just stashing this guy away, and let's let's see what we got. It's going to be almost a Kenny Pickett scenario where you got to wait and, wait and see what he's actually going to do. Um, I want to run over some of his stats real quick. In 2022, he threw for 3,688 yards, 41 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 63, 66.3 completion rating. 2021 was his best year. He only was a two-year starter. 4,435 yards, 44 touchdowns, and six interceptions. This is what stuck out to me. 830 total attempts in college, and he only threw 12 interceptions. The man takes care of the ball. He does not throw. He does not throw too many picks. And I mean, his completion percentage is 66 in, in 2022 and 71 in um, 2021. But once again, like we talked about, he did have those bailout wide receivers there in college. This guy, he takes care of the ball pretty well. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say about C.J. Stroud Brand is. You know, surrounding yourself at a college level with uh, pro-ready wide receivers isn't necessarily a bad thing because when you get to the NFL, you're going to be with a bunch of pro-caliber and wide receivers. So, um, you know, definitely not something to necessarily take away from C.J. Stroud. Um, I, I do have C.J. as, as my number two um, prospect in this draft. Um, the guy I'm getting ready to talk about I have as my number one. But I do want to say, first and foremost, um, you know, it, it, it's early in the process with these with these uh, quarterbacks coming in. But I, I, I would be shocked to not see three or four of these quarterbacks go in the first round this year. Um, just because I think the, the talent of this year's quarterback class is night and day in comparison to what um, we got last year. We saw, you know, Kenny Pickett go in the first round and then a bunch of quarterbacks go in the third and then another wave in like the fourth. I think this year you're going to see, you know, um, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young, maybe Anthony Richardson. Some of these guys are going to get drafted on uh, day one this year in this coming draft. So, uh, and, I, and I think a big part of that's too because of their talent um i did look into cj stroud a little bit obviously um you know with being in a super flex dynasty league it always pays to you know kind of research some of your your uh, your guys that you may have a small outside chance at right um but the one big thing i, I saw about cj stroud is he's definitely got the nfl 
uh, quarterback sized body. Um, and it, it just seemed like it was a little hard for him to work through his progressions. He spent too much time on his first read um, and, and whatever, but his, his completion numbers say that's not a problem for him. So, um, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get into my guy here, which is which is Bryce Young, um, the six foot, 190 pound, 21 or not 194 pound, 21 year old um, out of the University of Alabama. Now he will be 22 years of age prior to uh, the start of next year's NFL season. Um, this guy has uh, won a Heisman Trophy last year, uh, and then this year he was in the running as, as well, but didn't didn't finish high enough up there to to see his name called. Um, but I want to I want to start with the stats on Bryce Young, and then I'm going to get into some of the other stuff because um, some of these stats there's there's reasons behind it all. So uh, in his Heisman year, he threw uh, 547 passes, completed 366 of those for a 66.9 percent completion rating, um, 4,872 yards passing, averaged 8.9 yards per attempt uh, for 47 touchdowns and seven interceptions. This year, the numbers are way down, all right? Um, 380 passes total for him this year, so 14 more total passes than he completed the year prior. Completed 245 of those for 64.5%, 3,328 yards, 8.8 yards per attempt. So the total amount of passing uh, plays went down this year, but his average stayed roughly the same. So that was a good uh, indicator of uh, how good Bryce Young is. 32 touchdowns to five interceptions. Now, why does this stand out to me? So I did some deep diving on, on, on some of the numbers and things, and the first thing that caught my mind is similar to what we talked about with C.J. Stroud. Uh, in his Heisman year, he had Jonathan Mechie and Jamison Williams, two of the more electric wide receivers uh, in football last year. These are guys that you could get the ball to in space uh, and let them eat, if you will. So um, he definitely had went from really talented wide receivers, which we're used to seeing in Alabama, right? We've, I mean, he, all the way back to the Julio Jones days, there's been nothing but great wide receivers come out of Alabama every single year of the draft. Um, this is the first year you're not going to have that. So out of uh, Bryce Young's pass catchers this year, the best pass catcher that he had, the guy he trusted the most, was his running back, Jameer Gibbs, who saw 44 uh, uh, catches. His next was Jermaine Bunton, a, a junior transfer from the University of Georgia, who caught 40 passes. And Ja'Cory Brooks, a, a sophomore at Alabama, caught 39 passes. Now, the most interesting thing that I found when I dug deep onto Bryce Young last year is that out of all the passes he threw, 22 passes were dropped by his wide receivers that would have either, A, resulted in a first down or a touchdown this year. So on big plays... Bryce Young's wide receivers and his pass catchers weren't making plays on balls. Um, so that's a big thing, too, that, that knocked him down this year. Um, but in his most recent performance of the season uh, in the, the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State this year, he threw 21 passes, completed 15 of those for 321 yards, 71.4% completion pass or completion rating, uh, and then five touchdowns to zero interceptions in his bowl game there. So, you know, his last chance to go out and really show out for NFL scouts and he absolutely just nailed it. So over the course of his entire career, um, and I, I, the only reason I bring this up really is because it's it's um, what you just brought up with C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young threw 949 total passes in his collegiate career at Alabama and still only threw 12 interceptions. Uh, so about 50 more passes than C.J. Stroud there, I, I believe, and, and, and same amount of interceptions. So um, Bryce Young is, is extremely accurate. How many passes now, did he throw? 
949. How about over 100 more passes? Okay, so 100 more passes than C.J. Stroud and the same amount of interceptions. So there you go. Um, so yeah, the biggest knock on Bryce Young is that um, at his size, how well does he hold up in the, to an NFL schedule? Um, is you know seeing over the offensive line going to be a problem? Well, I, I truly think Bryce Young is going to be the first quarterback off the board. I think he ends up going to the Houston Texans at that number two spot unless some quarterback needy team trades up. And a lot of people would say Houston's not a great landing spot, and a lot of people would be very correct, myself included. But if anybody could go in and make Houston seem relevant, I feel like Bryce Young's the type of guy. And the reason why, and this is all stuff that I found in film breakdowns, his anticipation is amazing. He puts the ball where he's, he expects his receivers to be. He has that trust with his guys. And more often than not, it's right where it's supposed to be. Um, the ball, His ball placement is, is that to where – um, you know, on, on outside throws or deep throws over the middle. He puts it where his guy can get it or nobody else. Very, very good ball, ball placement. Um, Bryce Young is, is very mobile. His rough 40 time was 4.52, um, so so very good uh, movement. And what is unique about him is when the pocket breaks down, not only does he navigate the pocket well, find space in the pocket, but if he has to leak out of the pocket and find a, a spot to get out and, and allow a play to develop more, he still finds a way to set his feet and get off an accurate throw with a good amount of pace behind it. Um, this is something that you don't see in every draft class. This is not something you see in every quarterback. Not every mobile quarterback can set their feet when they throw. Justin Fields, um, I think, is a prime example of what we saw to him this year. Justin Fields leaks out of the pocket. Sometimes his throws are overthrows, underthrows behind the guy too far in front of him because he's not getting his feet set. Bryce Young does not have that problem. Now, the only other problem, okay, and sorry, one more strength. Bryce Young's accuracy and his arm strength are slightly above average. He's not going to wow anybody with how far he can throw the ball. Um, I'd say it's more than just basically capable of what an NFL quarterback needs to do. He's not going to hit any 80-yard touchdown passes um, where the ball is just, you know, butterflying into a guy's hands in the back of the end zone. Um but he can get the ball where it needs to go accurately, quickly. Um, now, again, the flaws with this guy is obviously, again, the size. Um, but what he often did in college, and this is something that, again, a good NFL co- coach will will uh, correct, but sometimes he has a wide-open target that's, you know, six, seven yards away from the line of scrimmage uh, where he could get, you know, a, a ball to that guy quick. And that, maybe that guy gets hit immediately, but it's still a six, seven-yard gain. Um, sometimes he overlooks that in favor of, uh, taking a deep shot that's that you know maybe his wide receiver has the half of a step on a guy deep uh, he, he oftentimes looked looked for that rather than hitting like a you know a Jameer Gibbs out in the flat um, where he was going to have five or six yards of open daylight in front of him so I think those are things that get fixed at the NFL level now again it is his size is something to be concerned about because you don't see quarterbacks that are six foot 194 pounds which again I think this these numbers might be slightly high um, it'll be interesting to see what his actual measurables are when the combine comes around or his pro day. Uh, but this is something similar to like Kenny Pickett last year where he didn't want his hands to be measured forever. Uh, and then finally they did because the longer you can keep this stuff out of the public eye, the better it is. But um, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Bryce Young be five foot 11, 189 pounds. Um, and again, those are alarming numbers for a quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I think this guy, I think if he goes anywhere, or uh, when he gets drafted, I think he's going to have a high chance for success, probably one of the best in this class. I do think it's worth noting that I think, well, Levis could end up being the number one quarterback draft in this class. And I think you and I will discuss him at some point, Brant. Um, 
I, I think Will Levis is probably the most intelligent quarterback in the class, and I think that's where his draft stock's going to rise when he starts getting into these meetings with teams and starts, <coughs> excuse me, starts um, getting to display some of that. <coughs> excuse me. Um, but the, the two the two most fun options are the two guys we've talked about today. I think these guys are electric um, quarterbacks. I think they're going to be fun for fantasy. Um, and I and I will tell you as in a as a dynasty owner, uh, if if either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young end up throwing a ball to one of my guys that I own in roster in a dynasty league, I'm going to be very, very uh, intrigued by that. So, um, again, I think these guys are, are really fun. I think they're the cream of the crop, and I think uh, next week we're going to be cream of the crop on our running backs too. But um, these, these, this, this class, I just want to reiterate, in my opinion, from the top down is better than last year's class. Last year had some really fun talent with Bryce or uh, Brees Hall and, and Kenneth Walker and Drake London and stuff. But I think this class as a whole is going to end up shaking out better than last year's class. Yeah, absolutely. This class, this class is definitely going to shape up. Uh, you got some big names in the in the running backfield. You got some big names in the quarterback, and the, the wide receivers are the ones that uh, I'm a little shaky on if they're going to be as as good as the last two that have come out. But uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see that a lot uh, more now as as, as how um, important the wide receiver is. And uh, so yeah, these two quarterbacks are definitely going to be um, exciting. Um, I think they they should go one two in the NFL draft if it were here shortly. We'll see we'll see as as this off season goes on um, if anything's changed. Um, Will Levis uh, definitely can't go to Seattle. He likes to put mayonnaise in his coffee. So uh, we'll have to just you know. Hopefully he stays. That's not weird. That's not weird at all. I put creamer on my sandwiches all the time. Yeah, sure you don't. <laughs> So, but yeah, this this is this is a uh, this is just the start of our off season episodes. We're gonna get in. We're gonna break down some names. Like we said, we want if you guys have some guys you guys want to hear us hear us break down, hear us check out, uh, shoot us the names. We're definitely interested in checking them out. Um, we'll go into our rookie rankings. Um, we'll do some mock drafts during this off season. Uh, rookie dynasty redraft startups, all that. Um, so yeah, we're definitely looking I forward think, to getting into this. Brent, I don't. Brian, I don't know how how you feel about this. I'm going to kind of hit you on the spot here because we hadn't discussed it. But I want to do a mock draft like the week after the actual NFL draft takes place. So uh, if any of you guys are interested in getting on doing a, a ten person, you know, five six round um, rookie draft with with Brant and I, I'd love to see some of you guys get on. Maybe Brant and I can do that live um, on our on the Fantasy Holics YouTube channel. Um, just to keep some engagement high, get you guys on there, do a live uh, six-round draft. We'll have to be quick. It won't be able to be a long thing if we're going to fit it in an episode. Um, but Brant and I typically do, you know, three or four rookie mock drafts, uh, whether it be right after the draft and then, you know, a couple here and there leading up to the draft. That's and a then day. we do some, you know, redraft redraft mock drafts and then dynasty mock drafts as well as startups so uh but if anybody wants to be involved in that i'd love to have some of you guys out there you know throw your name in the, in the hat so if that's you guys are interested in i think we'll probably put a post up as it gets closer and we uh, get concrete dates but if any of you want to secure your spot in that don't hesitate to throw us a message or something yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i normally do with myself i normally do two or three mock drafts a, a day rookie drafts whenever sure. i have a, whenever sure. i have enough uh picks this year it might be a little this year i might get it down to one or two i just simply meant we do a few on air oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah i will yeah. do a couple i will do a couple hundred for my personal personal <laughs> life as well you always try to map out what your friend's gonna take at what spot and who's gonna be available your next pick yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm talking about professional podcast 
mock drafts. Oh, okay. Um, probably do three or four of those rookies, and then, like I said, a dynasty startup and a, and a redraft startup at some point prior to the season. And I'd like to do those live with fan, fan engagement if we can make those happen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that's going to sum it up for our first episode here in this offseason. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to continue to break down some of these incoming rookies. And as always, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends.